everyone and welcome back to another episode of CQP Moments. As always, I am your host, the Coupon Queen Finn. Guys, we've all had those moments where we feel stuck, simply stuck. And my next guest, Gary, is going to help us deal with just that. So let's take a moment out and I'll be right back with Gary. So guys, like I was saying, I have Gary Sinclair and other than being an author, he's also a life coach. So he's going to tell us how we can make things a little bit better because I know I'm not the only one. A lot of us have been struggling to keep it going. So Gary, please introduce yourself to my listeners. Well, thanks, Shonda, for having me on. Yeah, I'm Gary Sinclair. I live in the Indianapolis, Indiana area. And yes, I am a life coach, leadership coach, former educator, former pastor and counselor, um, and now have written a few things over the last number of years. And one of them is about overcoming. So you, you forgot to leave, you forgot the, you know, I'm also a retired superhero and oh yeah, and yeah. <laughs> grandpa. Yeah. Yeah. A few other things that I'd love to be. Yeah. So, oh my gosh. Okay. So, you know, everyone says, Hey, I'm a life coach. Everybody gets into it. We saw Tony Robbins. What yeah. made you say this is where you wanted to go? Well, it, it really is in the whole area, a couple of things. One, um, I've been in a variety of settings where leadership is so important. And I sit, I still say this almost every day, whenever I'm in an organization, a place, a store, whatever, and it, you know, it just doesn't going well, the, the team is, they're off their game, they're not very polite or whatever. I say, you know, this is this is a leadership issue. So I, I, I know that's really important. And so I'm, I'm not maybe I'm a pro, I don't know, but I don't have all the answers, but I, I love challenging leaders to be better, to go to the next level. I, I, I'm a part of the John Maxwell team, and that's what John speaks about all the time. You know, don't stay where you are. So that was number one. But then number two, about 15 years ago, my wife and I had just climbed a 14,000-foot mountain. It was my ninth, but her first, and three months later found out she had uh, stage three cancer. And so we realized that the way we were going to get up that mountain, that personal mountain, was using some of the tools that we'd used in regular mountains. Now, that didn't come overnight. That took us a while to figure that out. But once we did, that made so much difference. Um, we got through it. She's doing well. Um, but we began to tell that story. And I finally wrote it down a couple of years ago. And in the book, Never Quit Climbing, and with my website, neverquitclimbing.com, um, that's what we try to do. It doesn't, you don't have to be a mountain climber. You don't have to have had cancer, whatever your mountain is. We try to help you figure out what are the key steps to get over that mountain. I think, and I think that you, you hit something right on the head where you say, whatever your mountain is, because right. I, I think a lot of times what, and, and we go to our friends, we go to family members, we go 
to others. And a lot of times what people will say is, oh, that's not so vague. Right. And what I to often tell people is what seems like, you know, a molehill for you is a mm-hmm. mountain for someone else. Sure. I, I actually, early in the book, one of the things I talk about is being honest about the size of your mountain. Um, and, and we also talk about everybody's mountain is different. Everybody climbs at different paces. That's really important. We can talk about that. But um, yes, um, just, you got to face it. Mount, in fact, mountains are good for us because they make us go places you know, higher than we've ever been. We grow through the process. And uh, that's been part of our journey. So, okay, I do have to ask this question. What made you really want to climb a physical mountain in the first place? And, and I don't want to hear just because it was there. <laughs> no, yeah, that's the classic line, isn't it? No, I, I'll, I'll tell you, my parents uh, took us on vacations. We didn't have a lot of money when I was a kid, along with my sister. And we went to Colorado and Wyoming and uh, Glacier National Park. And I just fell in love with the mountains. And then um, we tried to climb when I was, I think, 11, a 14,000 foot mountain called Long's Peak. And uh, we went with a guide and um, my dad and I got altitude sickness at about 12, 13,000 feet. We had to go back down. My mom ended up going to the top with the rest of this team. And I vowed that day I would be back and I was going to climb this mountain. And the cool thing is it turns out to be the the first one, the first 14 or I ever did. I did it with my son. He was 13. He's now grown and has his own kids. But um, yeah, that, I just had this drive and this love. And once you do it, you just say, this is like heaven. This, I, I grow through those times. I love being up there where it's quiet. I love standing where a lot of people have never stood. I'm not a pro. I'm not Alex Honnold, you know, in a free solo or any of that kind of stuff. I, I just love being up there. And it's really great. That is so awesome. That is so awesome. So, Wow. Your mom made you, you was your inspiration for, hey, I'm going to do this. That's so cool. Yeah, yeah, it is. I, I actually went back one day. I said, I wonder how old my mom was then. And I realized she was younger than I was <laughs> when I finally did it. Um, so, but yeah, I give her a lot of credit. She passed away a couple of years ago, but I always told her, mom, you may think you haven't done much in life, but remember you climb Long's Peak and she'd always smile a little bit and grin. So that was fun. That is so awesome. That is so awesome. Wow. So what made you get into writing? Was writing the book the intention of getting your message out or did you always just want to be an author? Well, you know, if you ask my 10th grade English teacher, she would have said, there's no way this guy's going to be an author. Um, but she did teach me to write. And I've, I've always loved communicating. I think that's one of my gifts is it's speaking, communicating. I'm a musician. I'm a, you know, I'm a studio level music player. And so I just love whatever you can do to communicate. And so writing became another avenue. But I think part of it was that we kept telling the same story over and over. I've, I've written a couple other books, one on parenting, one on marriage, and and one on you know living in the moment kind of thing. And they all come out of um, you know just my having to say these things over and over, whether it's in counseling or coaching, whatever. So I finally said, you know, I want to have a book, and it's really great. I I probably give away as many books as I sell, and that's okay because I I just want to say, hey, what I just told you 
there's a whole lot more about it in this book or in this website or at, you know, and so that's, that's part of it. And my wife's been a little part of that. And we fill them with stories and illustrations. They're not just boring, you know, fill in the blank or, you know, outlines. They're, they're real life kind of things. And, and people seem to be resonating with them. So, okay. We know these things happen, but what, what really turned it around for you and said, Hey, at this point, because I know a lot of people get the diagnosis yeah. and let's be real. It hits you like a ton of bricks. You bet. Yeah. And it's... what, what, what made you say, okay, no, we have, we have to turn this around. Well, I, I, like I said, it was a process. It, yeah. I, I, I say it's, it's a little bit like being in a car accident, particularly when you didn't expect the news coming. And we, again, we just done a mountain. They, my, my wife went to the doctor and her general physician said, yeah, I don't think this is any big deal. I think it's something you had before. Let's just go make sure you'll feel better and everything. And so I, I didn't even go to the appointment with her. She goes and the doctor says, you have stage three colon rectal cancer. And I mean, yeah, it was like a grenade went off or like we were in a car accident and suddenly our, our life changed. And so once we got past that original shock, um, you know, I, I like to think of it as God because of my faith. Others might say it was just wisdom. That's okay. Whatever. I, I, all of a sudden we started talking about, you know how we climb a mountain? <laughs> this is, we do this. It's kind of funny. We literally, you know, there are switchbacks <clears throat> on the way up. You can kind of see the trail working its way up and, and they look pretty overwhelming. And, but what we learned is <clears throat> we have to get up the next part of the trail don't look at the summit that will overwhelm you. So I take candy bars with us and we both like chocolate. And we, I say, when we get to that fourth switchback, we get to that spot, we're going to have our first candy bar or whatever. And my wife, she can pick one if she wants, but we, we do that and we keep motivating ourselves. Well, we realized that when she had her cancer, man, they start talking about tests and surgeries and all the possibilities. And that was overwhelming. And, and we just went, no, the only thing we can handle right now is what's the next thing. And the next thing might be a visit with the oncologist. The next thing might be radiation. The next thing might be a surgery. And when we began to focus more on the next thing, it was much more manageable. And that we have found people to resonate with. They may go, yeah, and maybe it's a financial mountain. And, and they're looking at, we owe all this money. Well, yeah, but what's the next thing? What could you do now to just start on that? Pay off this debt, you know, whatever. And, and so there's a lot of those kind of principles that we got climbing mountains. And that was, the, if I were to pick one, that's the, big, that's the starting point. You've got to just commit to the next thing. And that was so helpful to us. That, that really got us through a lot of days. Wow. And, and I think you, 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 again, you're saying something that is really, really good, which is picking the next thing, because a lot of times we're trying to figure it straight out to the end. Yep. We're yep. trying to figure it, you know, we're trying to get from A to Z. Right. And a lot of times we don't have it figured out at A and a half. I'm not even going to say B. No, we don't have right. it figured out at A and a half. Mm -hmm. That's right. And I, I think the one thing that was really good was your wife could come to you and say, Hey, this is what's going on with me. Yep. And you guys decided, Hey, we're going to do this 
together. Exactly. And there would be people who would say, and I talk about this a little bit in the book, you know, they say, well, I had cancer or I, you know, had financial problems or whatever. And so, and, and, you know, in two months we had this worked out or here's what we did. And, you know, there may be wisdom in their idea, but we don't have to climb anyone else's mountain and we don't have to climb it at their pace, their speed, their style. So there were times when people would make those kind of suggestions and we just went, thanks, but that's not where we're at. And, or we just didn't even say that. We just went on our own way. And that's part of the deal is to say it's our next uh, pace. I, I climbed a mountain a few years ago, uh, 13,001 with a friend. And he's, 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 he's so, he's like, he's a, he was a pilot. So he was very, you know, careful. Of, we're going to be there by this time. And I, I went, Hey dude, go for it. I'm not going to be there at that time. <laughs> you know, I, that just wasn't my pace. Right. It was okay. And we had a great time. We met at the top. We had a lot of fun, but we had to accept that we were not doing this mountain exactly the same way. And it was okay. And, and I think that's one of the biggest things is how do you suggest that people, because we always have those people that, like you said, they say, okay, well, this happened to me. And instead of just giving you the advice of, hey, you know what? You're going to be all right. They mm -hmm. want you to do it exactly the way they did it. Exactly right. How do you deal with those people that decide that they're going to micromanage your journey? Yep. Well, this is going to sound a little bit cruel, and I, I wouldn't be cruel in, my, in how I did it, but there were people we had to say, listen, right now, um, we need to handle this either alone or we've got a team of people, and, and we're sorry, but um, we, we'll, we'll love you to pray for us or think about us, but we can't have these conversations. I mean, we literally said that to a few people because here's the second point of the book. One part of the trail at a time. The second big point is don't climb alone. Um, you may remember Aaron Ralston from a number of years ago now, the guy that was by himself in the Arizona or Utah or somewhere and got his arm stuck in a, in a boulder, caught him right. in, and, right. and they, he cut off his arm to get out. Well, I don't know, though. you know, I'm, I'm not picking on him. He was amazing that he did that. But I wonder if he had someone with him, if he'd still have his arm. Um, you, you just don't climb alone. You just don't do that. And so what I say in the book is, though, you have to pick the right people. And the, the ones you mentioned, Shonda, are the wrong ones. If you find someone like that who wants to micromanage your pain, sometimes they're doing it for you know, right reasons, but sometimes they're doing it for the wrong reasons and they mean well, but no. So you get one or two people who you know will, will push you, yes, but who will walk with you, who will, you know, hang with you when you're struggling. You know, th there'll be that balanced kind of person. Um, you know, that we, we talk about people who we say, we'll go up a mountain with you, but yeah, you don't have to go our way. We'll just probably tell you a couple of places you, you don't want to go. You know, those are kind of dangerous. Probably stay away from those. But, you know, the rest is up to you. We're here to help you. You know, we've been up this mountain. You can make it. So, so you got to get the right people. And, and sometimes you just have to, you know, in a sense, say, for right now, um, you, we're not going to be, I, I'm, I'm sick or I'm, we're struggling. I'm not going to be able to continue this relationship for a while. You just got to say that. You, you have to guard your own health in the process.
And, and I, I love the way you put that you have to guard your own health, because I think when we think of health, we think physically, but right, sometimes exactly. it's your mental health or your emotional health or your spiritual health. You, you have to guard it. Yes. And, you know, some, again, some people mean very well. And, and another caution is there, some of the people who you get close to who you do value. My wife had a, a woman who had, um, her own cancer, terminal cancer, she's still alive, amazingly, but she had terminal cancer is what they called it. She took Jackie to the hospital for many of her chemo treatments. And that was awesome. She was so wonderful and so great. But when it was over, she didn't hang on like, I need to still be your friend. Um, but some do, you know, they think, well, because you brought me close for this time, now we're going to be buds for the rest of our lives. Well, maybe, but maybe not. And you, you thank them and you appreciate them and people who are healthy don't mind, you know, they just, they were there for a reason. So yeah, there, there's a lot of dynamics there, but um, we, we can't save the world if we haven't, you know, kind of helped save ourselves first. Yeah. And I think that's, that's the one good thing is that a lot of times we are so busy trying to save the world <laughs> yep. instead of, you know, and, and, and I always go back to this, even Superman had his fortress of solitude. Yeah. So you have yeah. to be able to go back and recharge and, and, yep. and, and save yeah. yourself and set up those boundaries. Right. If you're, and if you're a faith person and then, you know, Jesus did the same thing, you know? Ex um, exactly. Exactly. I mean, Jesus went to the garden to pray. I mean, come on. There you go. Yep. So it, it's, it's, so in this book, you're talking about climbing the mountain, but who is this book really, really for? Is it just for people having a hard time? Is it for people trying to find their way? Who is the book for? Well, I, I, you know, I think every one of us faces a mountain of sorts at some point in time. So I, I hope the book will also uh, give some people some things to think about before they face a mountain, you know? Um, the other thing we've done is gone whitewater rafting and, you know, it's usually in the mountains somewhere, but one of the things they do is they teach you how to handle the really rough water, but while you're in the still water, you know, they don't teach you how to do a class mm -hmm. four or five rapids in it. You know, right. sometimes you're on the shore first. And that, that right. was a great lesson where I think sometimes we have to say, all right, I don't have a mountain right at the moment, but am I prepared? What if I did? And so a lot of the book is about, I call it putting the right things in your backpack, you know, uh, preparing well, uh, you know, thinking about your mountain or thinking about what you would do on a mountain before you get there. And let me tell you, you, you follow the people who climb Everest or, you know, do Yosemite, those kind of things. They prepare a long time for their climbs. And so that's a little bit of what the book is about, just to say, how can you prepare your mind and your heart, your soul, your body, uh, if you have to face something big, and it may just come along out of nowhere, but at least you'll have a little preparation. Now, okay, we've been talking about preparing, but here's one thing, because we, we've seen it, we've seen the specials on all the people that are preparing for or what we call doomsday prepper. <laughs> yeah. Um, is there such a thing as 
over preparing. In other words, you're, you're preparing for something that, I mean, because we should always be prepared. We should have, you know, that overnight bag, we should have something, but is there such a thing as like kind of overdoing it? Well, yeah, there's a difference between wisdom and obsession. And, you know, wise people, you know, sure, they put some money aside, you know, they don't spend it all wise people, um, you know, take care of themselves as, as best they can. But let me use the mountain illustration. I, I, I'm not a, I don't know if you want to know what free climbing is, but if you saw the movie Free Solo, that was a guy who climbed El Capitan 3000 feet straight up without any ropes, any help, nobody. Uh, that's yeah, free climbing that. that and, and some would say it's crazy but um others climb those steep cliffs but they have you know pounds and pounds of gear i don't do that i i've done a little bit of technical climbing i it was fun i was with people who really knew what they were doing but i don't prepare for that because uh, if and if i had to do it last minute i'd probably be in a little bit of trouble but it's it's it, it would be so rare it's not a part of my world so I want to focus on preparing for the things that might come into my world. And yeah, so I, I think, you know, if you're doomsday or, you know, just a rough economy or, or whatever, prepare, you know, be, you know, Jesus said, be wise as serpents and innocent as doves. And so, you know, be, I think it's just be wise. What's wise for your family? What's wise for you? It's not necessarily wise for everybody. That's the problem I have with some of these strategies or you know people say well we ought to all do that no probably not um yeah so you're saying there's no one right answer i rebel a bit against that when i go no that's your thing and okay thank you I'll, i'll i'll learn what i can there might be a little glimmer of truth in what you said for me but no i'm not buying the whole thing um you know, when somebody says, this is the answer to cancer, this is the answer to financial help, this is the answer, I want to go, well, it's one, but I don't know this is the answer for everybody, unless, you know, it's somehow ordained by God. Um, but most of us don't know all the specifics of that, only he does. So, um, yeah, I, I just think that's an overreach when, you know, people think, we got to be prepared for, you just can't prepare for everything. I mean, drive right, your car right. today, can you be prepared for every jerk that's going to be on the road? Probably not. Right, right. And and that makes that makes perfect sense. Because I mean, we see it and it's like, you know, there are all these packs, these kits, these new architects out there that help you build a bunker and you're like, yeah. oh, what yeah. the heck? Yeah, no, so, no. Be wise. That's wisdom is a good thing. Obsession, not so much. Yeah, I agree. I agree. There is definitely a difference between wisdom and obsession. So, okay. What is one of the things that people can take away from? Well, one of, one of, one of the first things that they can take away from your book. Well, I hope those basic principles that um, one mountains, they're scary, they're hard. Um, but you can overcome and and whatever you have to overcome whatever that mountain is uh, believe that over time doing it a little bit at a time having the right people around you um you know going at your own pace uh you can do this and and but i i think making your mountain 
an individual mountain. Maybe that's if you wanted one sort of overarching point, it would be your mountain is yours. Your mountain is doable. Um, do it at your own pace, but do it learning lessons from, you know, others in the mountains. I, I just think that's, that's really essential. I, let me give you one quick example. And that's grieving is a mountain. Um, definitely, and, definitely. And we all, everybody's going to face grief of some kind, and of course, death, but we can grieve losing a job. We can grieve, you know, ending a career and moving on to the next one. And, but whatever it is, um, many people think, well, I have to grieve in the same time period as, you know, my friend, boy, my friend, they lost their husband and they were doing pretty well in a year. It's been three years and I'm still a mess. And they think, well, I'm a terrible person. I won't make it, et cetera. Wrong. It's, this is your pace. Your, your grief is, doesn't have to be the same as theirs. Um, in the mountains, I see these, I mean, I'm, I'm retirement age, but I see these young bucks going up the mountain. They're blowing by me. And at first I want to go, oh man, I'm going to be the last one up and the last one down. And you know what I've learned to say? I don't care. I, how many people have gone up where I'm going? Not that many. So if I can get there, whatever time it takes and get back down safely, we're good. And um, that, I think that's what you got to learn about this whole mountain thing. It's, it's your mountain and it's okay for you to do it your way. I, I think that's the one thing. And I, I, I love what you said about that because we always put a time limit on ourselves. Mm -hmm. Do you feel that that in itself becomes a mountain? Yeah, it can. Um, you, you know, if, if, you've, if you've lived a lot of your life feeling like a failure, then you say, well, the, you know, darn, the one thing I don't want to fail at is the, where, where I'm hurting or struggling or getting over this. And so that, yeah, it'd be, I don't know if it becomes a mountain or just becomes a new obsession or, and, and again, I hope this book gives people some permission to say, don't go there. You, you, you'll not get up your mountain that way, you, or you'll be disappointed and or you'll, you'll be frustrated and you'll miss some of the really good things about climbing a mountain. One of the things I tell people in the book, is don't just think about the summit, even though maybe you're doing it one stretch at a time. A lot of people think, well, if I don't make the summit, um, I've failed. Wrong. There are some views in the, in the big mountains, halfway okay. up, three quarters of the way up, that are gorgeous. You know, it was worth it just to get there. Because we don't all overcome our summit, per se. But we can still get where we've never been before. You know, I used to tell my kids, because when we were doing these as kids, I said, kids, how many people have sat today where we have? We're on top of the world right now in Colorado. Say, how many people in the world, what percent do you suppose have sat here? Oh, we have no idea, but I know it's a very small fraction of 1%. And we got to do wow. that. But I think people forget that when they're going through a hard time and saying, oh, this is terrible. Wait a minute, you may be going places that you've never gone before and you may be taking somebody else up the mountain down the road. That's, that's the other beauty of this, is that when you overcome, then you can pass it on to someone else, like that lady that took Jackie to her appointments. You can be a part of their journey, and there's something cool about that. Uh, yeah, and, and I think that's what 
but you know, and, and I've never even thought of that. The fact that, Hey, we're so sometimes keen on, like you said, getting to the top, getting to the summit that we don't realize that it's those smaller goals along the way and taking in the view. Oh man. Yep. And it can be on a, on a mountain. It can be animals. It can be lakes that you would never have seen and all that, but on a, on a personal mountain, it can be the person that you got to meet in the, yeah, in the cancer center. It can be the, the person that you gave a little hope to who's at the very beginning of their journey. And you can say, you know what, I've been up this mountain, you can make it. It's, you know, boy, those have been some of the richest moments for us when we get to share what we've been through with somebody else. And I think we don't take enough, enough stock in that and mm -mm. being able to share our journey, being able to share our experiences. Yeah. I, I don't know if you have what, what kind of time you have, but I, I do a thing with dominoes um, where I give in a talk or whatever, or just now individually, I, I keep a couple of dominoes in my pocket. And um, when I'm talking to somebody who feels like maybe they've lost their purpose, something's happened bad or whatever, I say, let me give you this domino. And I, we talk about those, you know, domino displays on YouTube where there's, you know, thousands and thousands right, of dominoes. Right. And, and, I, and everybody knows the answer to the question, even in an audience. I say, so how did that little demonstration we just watched start? Everybody knows. You knock over the first one. And I say, isn't that right? Yeah. That's of what course. we get to do sometimes with even our struggles is we now get to knock over this first domino in someone's life, give them a little hope, you know, might be finances, might be just kindness, might be a listening ear, might be whatever. And then they impact others. And you don't know how many thousand of people um, might get impacted over the rest of their life just from you talking to that one person. So that, yeah, that's part of this is that your mountain, your experience can be that first domino in someone else's life later on. Wow. Wow. That is. Wow. You are hitting us with some really huge gems here, Gary. Like, seriously. Cool. We, we think that, you know, and, and I come from, I come at this from an idea of everybody always thinks I'm alone. Mm -hmm. I'm alone in yep. this. I'm the only one going through this. Yes. You know, and Very a cool. lot of times we are afraid to even share our mountain mm -hmm. yep. because we, we feel as though we are the only ones. But even going back to something you said, where you're sharing with people at the treatment center, you're sharing with all the people along the way. Yeah. And so I mean, we have clinics, we have whole clinics. You're not the only person going to the doctor. You're not the only person in a bank. You're not the only person. So yeah, there are shared experiences and we're not realizing it. But yeah. at that point, I think one of the greatest things that you are saying is, hey, find that immediate, that immediate goal, not necessarily like you said, your summit, but your immediate goal and yep. find out what's going on along the way. And, and that is so, so amazing. Well, so and, amazing. and I just want to encourage your listeners to, we, we've got to make time for that. Um, you know, we get so busy and, and I get it. We all are. 
but I've, that's why the domino for me, um, a, a quick story. I was in a restaurant with somebody the other night on a business trip and I was sharing this domino idea with them. And I had laid a domino on the table and um, said, and so the waiter the server comes up and says, Hey, uh, did we leave that here? Or, you know, he's thinking maybe the table hadn't been clean. I said, Nope, that's mine. I've, it's a story I've got to share. It's the story behind it. And he said, Oh, okay. So we went on, we hour and a half later, we're finishing dinner and dessert and some coffee. And he says, and the place is kind of winding down. And so he, he walks up and gives us, gives me the bill. And he said, are you going to tell me about that domino? <laughs> I said, well, uh, wow. I always ask, I always ask permission. Do you really want to hear about it? And he said, right. yeah, I do. I said, sit down. <laughs> so for the next five to 10 minutes, I told him that that whole illustration and gave him the domino actually. Okay. And, uh, and he walked out and just this young kid and trying to make it as a manager in this restaurant or whatever. And uh, it was just cool. And uh, I have a free pizza waiting for me if I ever want to go back. So we'll see. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, but that, that was so, so fun. Cool. Um, that and and so it just cool. it was just one guy. And I don't know, I'll probably never see him again. But that I think that is awesome. And the fact that you have realized that we all affect each other, we all affect each other's lives. Yep. We affect those of strangers that we may again may never see again. Mm -hmm. We affect those that are around us. And giving ourselves permission to do so, because sometimes I think one of the good things that I'm, I'm noticing and I'm hearing throughout your stories are not being afraid to speak, not being afraid to tell, you know, your friends, hey, I need this time to myself. Yep. Uh, let me, can, can I share this story with you or- you know, I've, I've made it, I've made it this far. Let me share with you how I made it. It may not be the way you're going to do it, but I mm -hmm. can help you along the way. Yep. And I think this is what we're not doing. We're not, we haven't been able even to give ourselves permission to have a voice. Right. Yep. And, and I, I like how you put that Sean, because I, I, like I said, I almost always ask permission. I say, you know, I've, I've got a thought about that if you want to hear it kind of thing, but I'm not going to, you know, demand that you hear it. I mean, there are some people who will talk whether they, you want them to talk or not. I, you know, I, I just think you'd leave the door open. Um, and, and that's where the domino is kind of a fun little, you know, door opener. A COVID is, has been a wow, though it's been a, as we all know, a real tough thing. Right. Um, right. I've, I've asked, you know, I'll ask a server in a restaurant. How do, how did you do during COVID? You know, it was the place closed. Did you have a job or a gal that, you know, where they get my haircut, you know, they're all different when I go in there and I say, how, are you back to work now and on a regular basis? And, you know, they'll, they'll tell me. And some say I did, I'm working three jobs and I have a little girl and they're not griping. They're just doing it. And, so sometimes I help them out and surprise them and that's fun, but you, you, you just never know until you ask. And that's, um, that's been a highlight of this. In, in fact, on mountains, I've had people give me water because when I first started doing this, I didn't know how much water you're supposed to take. And so we'd get up oh. there, we'd run out 
And, and I had a guy, a young guy come down. He says, do you have enough water in there? Cause we're still going up. And I go, I don't know. I don't have a lot left. And he said, take this. And he dumps most of his water into my water bottle. I've never forgotten that. And wow. so that whole idea of, yeah, we're, we're a team and you know, let's, let's be together and um, let's solve this if, if we can. So that is so awesome. And I think guys, if you are getting not getting it, you are definitely not alone. None of us are mm. alone. Yep. And the great thing is don't be afraid to share your voice. Yep. I think one of the things that we struggle with now, especially with social media mm -hmm. is being shunned, yep. being made fun of for our mountain. Yep. And what you said, something that really resonated with me, which was we all have a mountain. We might not talk about it, but we <laughs> all have a mountain. Yep. And one of the things, we, especially with social media, no matter which platform it is, you have to remember you're only getting a snippet of someone's life. You're getting that snapshot, whether it be good, bad, or indifferent, you are only getting a snapshot. So a person may look like they're having an amazing time and they always look like they're so great and they're always so well put together. Yep. But the fact that we all have a mountain. Hmm. And we all get to deal with it the way we deal with it and go at our own pace. Well, and you made a great point too that I don't want to miss. And that is climbing a mountain is a, is a long journey. Um, yes. So there are going to be ebbs and flows. Um, there are going to be times when, you know, you stop and you're doing 10 steps at a time. It's okay. But it's, it's, yeah, it's a long haul. And so we, if, if someone's going to go with us or we're going to go with someone else, we, we need to be in it for a while. Um, and so we got to have the kind of people who will be in it because you get some people who say, oh, sure, I want, I'll help, you know, and you never see them again. So true. So true. Oh my gosh. So Gary, you also have a blog, podcast, and book. And again, I'm still waiting for you to pull out the superhero cape here. Um, <laughs> <laughs> where can everyone find your amazing wisdom? Well, uh, everything's on Amazon.com in either ebook or you know paperback. And and Never Quit Climbing is actually in an audiobook form, just if you like those. Um, then my website is neverquitclimbing.com. And that's where you can catch up with my blog. I'm also on Facebook. There's a Facebook page for the book, but there's also my personal page. And all, all my individual contact info is there. I do speaking and, you know, we can work that out depending on what you have in mind. But um, just contact me, shoot me a note on any of those contact pages. And we'd love to chat with you. Guys, you heard it here. And if you missed any of that, of course, this information will be in the show notes. So you won't miss a thing. Gary, it has been amazing having you. And thank you for sharing your climb with us. Thank you for sharing your journey with us. Because a lot of times we, like I said, we think we're in this by ourselves and we're really, really not. Well, thank you. And you do a great job and I wish you the best. Thank you. Thank you. So guys, I hope that you enjoyed this as much as I did. And 
let's get our perseverance in check. As always, guys, be good to yourselves, be good to each other, and happy shopping. What's going on, ladies and gentlemen? It is your man's Mr. Dominic Cruz, featured on ABC, NBC, CBS, Yahoo, and Fox, and you are listening to CQP Moments with the Coupon Queen Pin.